0: guys. Welcome to the Vispreneur episode today. And we are sitting down, Rose and I are sitting down here with Cassie Ferrer. She's going to be talking to us about how to see more income monthly by increasing your cash flow. So what she talks about is how cash flow is, what it is, is the money that's left over after all of your expenses. So I will let Cassie introduce herself here as well.
1: Great. Right. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on your show. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on your show. I'm Cassie Foware. Uh, I am a money coach, CFO for hire. I help businesses improve their cash flow by using various uh, marketing and financial strategies. I'm also uh, an Amazon best-selling author. And I have been featured um, in multiple articles on digital journals, Market Watch, Fox News. And it's certainly an honor
2: to, like I said, to be on your show as well. Yeah, we're really glad to have you on the show to give advice to our listeners as a lot of them are kind of struggling with creating this cash flow at times like this. So what did you have to change in your mindset to become an entrepreneur that has the sustainable business with cash flow that you have right now?
1: Yeah, so I I would say the first thing to think about is your mindset in regards to what you were doing before and how you want to be and how do you bridge that gap. Because if you're consistently doing the same practice and you are doing the same way, you're using the same strategies, you are really going to produce the same result. So I would say really looking at what in the past and what can you change to bridge that gap. And another thing is to is identifying what you really need to work on. And that is something that I do a lot with my clients because oftentimes they don't really know what they need to improve on. Um, and, and another thing, too, I like to mention in regards to mindset, it applies mainly for personal finance, but I see that in business finance sometimes too, is we are often spending money that is driven by our emotion. So just an ex- as an example, so um, I'm a mom, so I, most of the time I'm taking care of everyone else before myself. So the easy way to release that stress, because oftentimes we're kind of like in a pressure cooker, right? Like you can only do that much. And so the shortcut for me would be maybe like go have a glass of wine or go buy something on Amazon to make myself feel better. But the healthy way, the positive way is really like go for exercising or maybe connect with my loved one uh, or meditating. So business, business finance is kind of the same way in a way. So sometimes when entrepreneurs don't see results right away and they feel burned out and they feel like they're just going to spend money on whatever that is going to work. So it's really not the case. It needs to be very focus, uh, the business budget needs to be really in line with the business initiatives and the value.
0: I love that. I think it's important to talk about there, like some of the things that you've, you mentioned was having a vision, right? And having the things that you focus on be something that's actually a priority. And sometimes those things don't cost any money. So when you, when you had a vision of helping entrepreneurs, like what was it that drew you to becoming specifically a consultant on finance?
1: Yeah, uh, that's, that's an insightful question. I really love that. So I guess a little bit of a background, if I may. Before starting my consulting firm, I actually spent about 15 years working as a vice president for two major banks. Uh, I managed the commercial lending team as well as the private law lending team. So I decided, you know, if, if I cannot Im- make an impact directly doing what I was doing, that I was going to... Start my own consulting firm and help these small businesses, and that's what I did. I stepped down from my corporate BP job. Very scary. I mean, I <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. It was very dramatic change. Um, and then I just decided to just start my consulting firm. But I was very blessed because right off the gates, I was able to pick up a couple of clients right away. And um, now since then, I've served over thirty uh, clients since I started my consulting firm. But my main vision is really to help small businesses to gain some uh, understanding on how they can improve their cash flow so they can support their families doing what they are passionate in.
2: And so Cassie, you had mentioned earlier about how, where your vision is the helping small businesses improve their cash flow. You've tied into how a lot of small businesses aren't able to hire CFOs to let them know about the fatal mistakes that they could be making. What would you say, at least would be three mistakes that are really simple that a lot of small businesses don't realize they're making with their finances?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I would say number one would be um, not having a cash flow projection. So oftentimes, you know, you have businesses that would have account receivable, so they'll invoice their clients, um, but they don't, they will give them like, you know, you don't have to pay me until 30 or 60 days later but they pay their vendor right away. So there will create a gap. So now if they are running their business uh, appropriately and pricing their products and services appropriately, that you know, they should receive more than they pay you know, because there should be a profit. But if they're growing really fast, and that's another mistake too, that they're growing way too fast. But they, if they are growing really fast, but they have not yet retained some of those earnings, then they could really grow themselves cash because of that gap between the payment being received and paying their vendor and another cash flow mistake and it's very very common for coaches is that um the coaches would receive the payment let's say six month or 12 month payment but they don't allocate that over the entire period of the six month or 12 months so they're running out of cash because there was human nature really you know you you make more money you spend more money right and so that would be like major cash flow error is not having a proper cash flow projection. So the cure for that is having a proper cash flow projection. You know, work with your bookkeeper, work with your uh, CFO for hire, have somebody like me or somebody who can um, you can hire like as a part time basis to produce you with cash flow projection report. So you know, month after month, your cash flow is going to be projected to be positive. Now I would say number two is not having a budget. Like I mentioned earlier, the mindset issue that business owners, oftentimes they don't focus on what they need to focus on. They don't look at their return on investment. They don't don't know what they spend money on if it's effective spending. So sticking to a budget, having an initiative, setting a certain budget on um, certain departments that is really going to help driving that revenue would be very important. And I would also say is uh, the number three part would be kind of tied tie into growing too fast is they are having improper planning, um, which would be causing pricing issue or pricing too low. So I know, especially during this time, a lot of business owners, they are thinking like, you know what, people cannot afford my products and services. I need to give them discount. The problem with giving discount is that their cost structures hasn't really changed. So if you're charging very little for your products and services, but the cost structure doesn't really change and you still want to provide really good service for your client and you only have that many hours for the day. So if you're not charging enough, you offer a discount, you can end up like either taking a loss or making like $2 an hour. So proper planning, knowing exactly what your target is, what combination of services and products can get you there would be really helpful. Part of what I do is mapping out the year with my clients, figuring out how many clients you need to serve at what price to hit that target so they can pay themselves enough to sustain their personal expenses and business expenses.
0: Yeah, I like the way that you, you said that at the end, their personal expenses and their business expenses, because at the end of the day, especially as an entrepreneur, those should be kept separate, I believe, in my, in my personal opinion, because if you tend to mix your personal money with your business money, that's where you start to not set budgets like Cassie talked about and not, not spend the money on the things that, that are necessary to be income, income drivers in your business. And you tend to, a lot of entrepreneurs don't even pay themselves. They don't, they take all business money and just use it as they can without separating that. So I think if you were to, to get some insight on if you feel like business owners should give themselves a salary or a percentage like what's your what's your thought about that
1: yeah absolutely i i love the fact that you brought it up absolutely you have to separate your personal money and your business money it's not just for only for budgeting purpose it's really for um it's it's for legality compliance person purpose as well because if you're commingling the funds um you can potentially get into lawsuit issue they can you know you can go after your personal assets. That's that's something. Of course, you have to consult consult with your attorney for that. But it, you do get into risk of not following compliance, and as well as when you're doing your 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 filing your tax return for uh, IRS, it could cause a lot of headache. Absolutely separating your money. And you mentioned, you know, what is the percentage that you should pay yourself? That's a really good question. And I like to kind of point out an example because like I said, human nature is the more money you have, the more money you will spend. So I'm going to give you guys a personal example. Uh, When I first moved here, I'm originally from Hong Kong. I moved here at age of 17. And when I first moved here, when I eat at the restaurant, I would have a lot of leftover because the portion size is a little bit different. But over time, I got used to the portion size and I'll eat everything on the plate and I'll gain some weight. And one of my health coaches told me that Cassie, next time when you go to a restaurant, before you you start eating your food, ask for a to-go box and put some of your food away before you start eating. That way, you're not eating everything on the plate. And I apply the same example as money. That if you don't see money, if you put it away before you start spending, you're going to have some left and you will find that you have just enough. Kind of like everything on that play, I ate everything and I was still satisfied. Same for money. The more money that you see, the more money you're going to spend. So set aside a portion of the money and put it away. Ideally, I mean, that percentage is really up to you. But that is when it's really important to do your planning to figure out how much do you need to pay yourself to be enough to pay for your household's expenses. So that way, you know, because we work so we can support our family. So figure that out. And then in terms of percentage, I absolutely support having a certain percentage to, to, to go into saving, to go into reserve and to pay yourself. But when you pay yourself also try to set aside a portion of the money to save for you know, or invest or pay down the debt as well.
2: I love that you mentioned about setting aside um, a percentage of funds for specific things. I remember earlier you were talking about how cash flow projection is the issue with a lot of small businesses where they start to grow, but then they have like the smaller margins and they're doing things like discounts and it causes issues. So how would someone start to like, set aside a certain amount of money? Like what would, should they start thinking about to um, when they do have that growth, they don't have those issues that you're talking about?
1: Yeah, so everyone's percentage is different, but I typically like to see at least 10% for retained earnings for future growth. The thing is, when as you're growing, you really want to set aside portion of your profit to support your future growth. Because the thing is, as your company grows and you make more money, and in people's mindset, they tend to think like, oh, I need to have a, a an updated system. I need to hire a VA. now I need to do this. So number one, you should always set a budget. So even if you're planning on growing, you kind of restrict yourself on like, I'm not hiring all three people at once, right? Because you wanna make sure you have enough cash flow to support that growth. And the second part is, to continue to support that growth and 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 really retain the the profit that you have to support it um you you do want to set aside maybe 10 percent of the profit but first do the planning part because to figure it out you know what is your bare minimum expenses from the business what is the bare minimum you need to pay yourself so you can support yourself and what is left you know but do it in a way that you would have at least 10% left. So this is the part that you get a little bit challenging to go back to your personal budget, your business budget. Can you cut this and this so I can retain that 10%? It's kind of all work tied in together because if you, your goal is to get that 10%, but you can't even pay rent or food and you can't even bear the business expenses, then you really have to think about how can you bridge that gap? You know, Then you might not be able to sustain that 10% yet you might have to think about how can I make more money from the business, and typically that'll be we revisiting your price point, uh, optimizing your existing clients database. How can you serve them better? Provide more value to really increase the average average um, average uh, revenue per client to increase that to increase that point.
0: Yeah, I think it's cool to see like your thought process on that because a lot of people say if you need to make more money you need to work more and so a lot of entrepreneurs find themselves working more hours countless hours things like that to make some additional income which sometimes that does work but i like your input on spending the the time and the resources on other things that are going to grow your business as well so if you feel like someone's working a bunch of hours like that like what would you like just to be able to hit their income goal what would you suggest that they do at that moment
1: yeah, so I recently worked with one of my clients and I applied what I call this golden egg strategy. Um, and I have one article about it. <laughs> and what it is, is it's really similar to the 80-20 rule. So you basically generate 80% of your result from 20% of your effort. You know, you generate 80% of the profit from 20% of the client. I call it the golden egg because it's is gold for the obvious reason that you know it's, it's up to 80% of your profit, right? And it is an egg because if you break that relationship, it's really messy because that means like you're breaking that, that is gonna break. So what I advise my clients to do is really examine your existing clients' database, your existing products and services, and really we really reveal like what's the revenue and profits are you getting from the client? How many hours are you spending on the client? How How many hours are you spending on the project? How much is that project going to cost you? And really look at, you know, which clients are not profitable, which projects are not profitable? What can you do to focus on the Things that are more profitable. Now, some of the clients might not be profitable, but you really love working with them. Then you can figure out a way how can I make these clients profitable? Maybe I can reduce the hours serving this client, and maybe I can serve this client in a more automated way, um, or I can upsell in other products and services that, that will really help the client, you know, again, bringing more value, and it will make that clients to become profitable. And if the clients, they are not profitable, and you don't really enjoy working with them, then you're going to have to apply exit strategy at that.
2: It's really good that you mentioned all of this planning and detail because it can get quite complicated. And I think that's where your role really fits in. Well, do you have any like specific program or listeners could go to you to get help with on that as it is a bit more complicated?
1: Yeah, so I do offer CFO for hire uh, for businesses, but I also have shorter programs that I would just do more targeted analysis. That I would look at existing client database, I would look at their book, and come up with a, um, a report and strategies that they can implement to immediately improve their cash flow. So I certainly have programs like that. I'm actually about to. Launch my signature course, and I'm actually going to give that away for free to help even more people. I already have a course that is out for free, and it's called Personal Finance Mastery, and that's for personal finance. But I'm about to roll out another one about business finance, so certainly be on the lookout. Um, you know, if you if, that would give some knowledge on a basic level, and if they need more support, uh, certainly I'll, I'll be happy to uh, look at their annual statement and see how i might be able to help them
0: i have another question for you cassie do you offer like a um like a coaching program as well because a lot of our a lot of our listeners are either coaches consultants business owners entrepreneurs and a lot of them could benefit from somebody like you like do you offer one-on-one coaching or group coaching as well
1: yes i do i offer one-to-one and coach uh, and group coaching my one-to-one is very limited Some of my coaching programs are a little bit shorter. They are more targeted in like a reporting and some of the coaches, they are a little bit newer, so they don't have as much reporting available or existing database. So for those coaches, then I'll work with them on mapping out their year and figure Uh, out at what price point, how many clients they need to serve and kind of do some reverse engineering to help them get to their goal.
0: Thank you for that. I know that a lot of our, that was a question that was on the mind of a lot of our listeners as well. If they wanted to connect with you with with doing something like that, Uh, I know that you had mentioned the golden egg concept. Could you explain that like a little bit more to our listeners? I think it's something that's important about the business mindset strategy and the mindset with money as well.
1: Yeah. So golden egg strategy is basically focusing on your most profitable, most productive tasks or clients or project. So basically focusing on the goal. But you also have to be very careful because if you're not, it can break and it's very fragile. So you can find golden egg in every situation. You can find golden egg in your client, your existing client base. You have golden egg for your existing tasks. What are you best at doing? What activities that would drive revenue the most? Even your referral, like your, you, know, you have your referral network which referral is your golden egg who gives you the most profitable client and project, which project brings you the most profit? I mean, it's, just, it's not just revenue. You know, of course, revenue, the higher the revenue, we would think we love to see the profit to be higher, but sometimes that's not the case. You want to really look at both your revenue and your profit and see which client project is the most profitable. Also looking at how many hours are you dedicating And sometimes, if you look at those, you you will be able to see how much are you really making per hour on this project? How much are you really making an hour serving a certain client? Sometimes that gives you a realization, and that will really tell you what you need
2: to focus on because we all have limited time. I think that golden egg concept is really going to be key for our listeners. I really like how you said 20% effort for 80% of the results. What would you say? would be like the number one action our listeners can take right after this podcast to start creating more cash flow and improving their finances.
1: Yeah, so I would say the number one thing to do is to figure out the number. Figure out what is your number. Your number is going to be different than my number. and That number is how much do you need to pay yourself enough so you could pay for your household's expenses? plus how much do you need to pay how much do you do you need to make from the business enough to pay for the expenses so your personal expenses your business expenses all add up together what is that number and that would basically tell you how much you need to make from the top line revenue of course i mean it's more to that because there's also your cost of goods and variable costs that into place but at, at a very very minimum you need to know how much do you need to pay yourself enough so you can sustain to pay yourself, pay for the taxes and your households expenses, as well as meeting the bare minimum for the business uh, for the business expense as well. Figure out that number and take a look in reality based on the number of clients you're serving and the current price point you're doing. Will you be able to have enough to pay for those expenses? If not, what are you going to do?
2: I really love that tip. I think that's a great note to end it on. Do you have anywhere our listeners can reach out to you if they want to work with you or follow you on social media? Where can we get in touch with you? Yes.
1: So they can actually find me on Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook group called That's Free Family. And they can see my picture <laughs> along with my family. Um, they can find me on Facebook, uh, Cassie Ferwer. Um, Or they can visit my website, numbersnerdconsulting.com. And from that website, they will be able to download uh, my ebook for free. I actually do have an ebook about how do you improve your cash flow without gaining new clients. And they will be able to download that ebook for free. They can take my free personal finance course. I offer a lot of free resources uh, in the group, in the Facebook group as well. Um, so I'll, I'll love to hear from, you know, from your audience and their feedback and um, trying to bring some value to them.
0: Thank you for that. I know that our listeners definitely appreciate what it is that you do and what it is that you offer as well. And I would, I would definitely suggest to our listeners, go check out our website because she's got a lot of targeted information there so that you can read and see exactly what it is that she does and what it is that you guys could help build a relationship with each other and what it is that you can get value from her as well. Thank you. All right, guys. So that is all that we actually have time for today. Make sure to look at the show notes. It's got all of Cassie's information down there for you as well. Make it a little bit easier and more navigatable for you. So catch us next time on the next episode. And until then, be
1: your best version of yourself, guys.